everybody, this is James. Marco. Nabil. And Mikey. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 160. Today we are back in full force as Nabil has returned from his quote-unquote trip. No, it's good. (laughs) 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 Don't don't Um, ask him where where he's been. Yeah, no no questions. The less, the better. Yeah, uh, Nabil is a little on the weather, though, so we're going to try to keep that in mind for today's episode. Today's episode, though, we will be going over the finale for our ongoing topic of the week, the movies that scared us when we were kids, the title pending, of course, uh, followed by a full <laughs> review of the new horror film, The Exorcist Believer. So without further ado, let's get into our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. All right, so for the topic of the week, I'm actually going to hand this off to Mikey since I was the one that picked the film for the finale. All right. So uh, James picked The Ring from uh, 2002, and currently it's sitting at 71% in Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, And the synopsis here is uh, a journalist must investigate a mysterious videotape, which seems to cause the death of anyone one week to the day after they view it. This one was directed by Gore Verbinski, who also did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean's The Curse of the Black Pearl in 2003. Dead Man's Chest in 2006, At World's End in 2007, and Rango in 2011. It was written by Aaron Kruger, uh, who also did The Brothers Grimm in 2005, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen in 2009, Top Gun Maverick in 2022, and is based on the, mo- the novel of Koji Suzuki. Uh, it was released in October 18th of 2002 on a budget of $48 million dollars. And in the box office, it made $249.3 million. Uh, It stars Naomi Watts as Rachel Keller, Martin Henderson as Noah Clay, David Dorfman as Aiden Keller, Davy Chase as Samara Morgan, Brian Cox as Richard Morgan. And uh, we're going to start off here and just kind of go around this this room here and kind of see. We're going to kind of skip James here for this first part. Uh, So me... Nabil and Marco, what was your experience with The Ring so far, or were before? So uh, we'll, go, we'll start with uh, Nabil. I saw The Ring when it came out in theaters uh, originally. That was, uh, it was different. It was a different kind of film at the time. And so it was, compared to a lot of the other slasher films and horror films that we've been used to, it was uh, definitely something that did scare me at the time when I was watching it. So um, I hadn't heard of any of the other, like the the actual, um, was it the Japanese version, the original one? Um, so this was all new to me at the time. Nice, nice. Marco, how about yourself? Kind of the same as Nabil. I saw it in theaters, obviously. I'm old as fuck. And <laughs> this this is early, early 2000s. Yeah, 2002. This is around the time where a lot of horror movies started doing like little twists. And those types of tropes were they started utilizing phones a lot. And I, I noticed that I was like, what, what year did this movie come out? And paused it and noticed it. But yeah, uh, I, it was kind of, I guess, new and different at the time. And just like Nabil, I'd never seen the original Japanese version. So it was, you know, definitely something I'd never seen at the time. All right, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same as you guys here on my side as well. 
Uh, you know, I saw it in theaters. I do think it was a little different for the time. I feel like it's, it's a little creepier than some of the other stuff that came out around the same time, at least from what I had seen in the past. Um, I have seen Ringu, but I think it was a few years later uh, when I saw it. So I don't think it, I, when I saw this one here, I had not seen the uh, quote unquote original at that point here. So uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the film? Did you guys enjoy it? Uh, what are some of your favorite moments? Uh, we'll start with Marco this time. I have a certain level of respect for it. I, I enjoyed it. It's not perfect. There are some aspects of it where I was like, is this really necessary? But overall, as a whole, uh, the movie's actually pretty well done, filmed pretty well. I, it, it has sort of that um, almost like a poltergeist feel to it because you know, obviously there's TV screens. So it kind of connected, you know, Maybe it's only minimal, but <laughs> I think overall, what really keeps the the movie so memorable is, is the is the ending. Really, I, I yeah. think really that's I actually had almost forgotten about that because I, I was watching it and I was like, I could have sworn something else happens. I was like, oh, okay, here it is. So that that still it still hits, you know. Even though you kind of once you see it, it refreshes your memory and you know it. It, it still hits. Some of the uh, imagery is freaky too. I think at some points it does some uh, subliminal images in there. I just, I wish it would have done it more. I could have sworn I remembered it did it more, but that aspect was kind of creepy. Um, so yeah, overall, it's, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I like the like the, the subliminal stuff, like when they played the video for you to watch as well. Like you're kind of like brings you into the movie a little bit. So I kind of like that aspect as well. It's kind of nice. Uh, Nabil, your thoughts? Same. Uh, the ending. You know, I'm a big fan of a twist. So I uh, oh, I'm excited. Twirling <laughs> his fucking mustache right yeah. now. I forgot all about it and it came to fruition. I was like, Oh my God, I forgot this part happened. So that was, that was fun to kind of revisit that again. And, and like I said, it was a bit original from that experience from back then. And it felt that this still brought that uniqueness for this film. Um, even today so i enjoyed that part of it the subliminal imaging was was a kind of good take i think marco you're referencing at least what i recall yeah there was a lot more and i remember watching the unrated version at home because i owned the copy at home as well after it came out and like even back in the day i don't know if anybody all remembers this but when you had a dvd they had the 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 animated menus back then and it, yeah. it was a bit more interactive with this film i think they if i didn't they have a jump scare in it i think they had a jump point? scare in it i think they actually had the video too like you can watch it in oh four, yeah if I remember correctly um which added to it. i think it like i want to say when you started the film you could start it with the video um before you go into the movie or something like that because i remember seeing the whole tape in full that kind of added to the uh the creepiness of it i think i think so. you're right either that or we all have the mandala effect right now yeah, so. it might be that yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of the film itself was just this is early parts of those jump scares that were coming out that i was really getting to but i think it didn't use it over watching it again i don't feel like it was overly used i enjoyed you know what what they brought to it and it seemed like appropriate when they were having there's a lot of good eeriness coming into the film um throughout each like the tone was just very solemn and you didn't know what was going to happen you didn't know if something was in the corner watching you or not like it was it did it was really well done i think for what it was back in the day and watching it now i still really 
bought into it. So I, a lot of it held up a lot for me. So I still enjoyed it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't remember anything about this movie, obviously iconic character, right? So you remember that you remember the TV and that kind of stuff here that you remember the video, but I didn't actually remember Like this was actually like a decent movie as well. I mean, it got kind of slow in some parts for me, um, but it actually had like a, a decent plot where like she was like discovering things and doing stuff. So I actually enjoyed watching it a second time. I haven't seen this in a very long time. So it was just nice. I, I enjoyed it uh, watching it again. Um, so now kind of flipping things uh, to the other side here. Uh, James, I want you to explain to this uh, to us why uh, this scared you. I actually didn't really see this as a kid, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, you lied to us. Well, I mean, we, we were picking Starship Troopers and Wizard of Oz. I said, fuck it. I guess we're just throwing anything at a wall at this point. So fuck it. Uh-huh. Let me go throw I watched it as a kid. Just gonna I was like, weren't you like 14 when this came out? <laughs> uh, 2002, I was... Well, the, it was 13, technically, when it came out. But I didn't see it when I was 13. I probably saw it when I was 15, maybe. Yeah. So a little bit Jesus. after it came out. I... I I think it got ruined for me a little bit because it was so hyped. I remember it came out and I think uh-huh. everybody was talking about this movie. And I believe that. I didn't really watch horror movies when I was a kid. So it wasn't one of those things that I was checking out. So that's why for me, it was kind of hard for me to tell you guys about like a movie that scared me because I'm like, I didn't really watch a lot of horror until later on in life. And then I remember renting it. Like that's when I saw it. Like I rented it from Hollywood Video. And from where I, I, I think maybe and here oh, once again, guys, I'm getting too old. I might have not rented it. I might have just seen the shit on TV. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I don't recall. I might have seen it when I was 19. And shit. I, I might have been 19. I don't know. I was still a teenager, probably at least some point. And that's at this point at this age. Yeah, I feel like that was a kid. So, I mean, that's He's why like, you I, know what I, I lied. I saw it last year. Yeah, what was it? Actually, I'm lying again. I saw it three months ago. <laughs> You caught me red-handed. Um, regardless, I remember watching it, and I think this is one of the first movies that ever gave me like the chills while watching it. Like, legitimately gave me the chills. And it is actually the scene where Aiden is talking to his mom and reveals to her that she should have not helped Samara, and that creeped the absolute like fuck out of me. I remember watching it and just thinking like, "Oh my yeah. fucking god! Like, what the fuck?" Because it's such a strange tone in that in that moment in the film where it's like, "Oh, it's all uplifting." Like that green tinge of the film, which they did on purpose just to kind of give it a, a, a creepy vibe, is gone for that scene. And you just have like normal lighting. Everyone just like, yeah, you know. And it's, you think it's gonna be a happy ending, like, "Oh, what the fuck?" This is not how I expected it. And then they just flip that shit on you, right? <laughs> and you're like. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's going on here? And then you, you you know, they go to see with Noah and then fucking Samara's coming out of the TV and it's just creepy as fuck. That's probably why I remember that just creeping the fuck out of me. Like legitimately it's the first movie that ever gave me like the chills just because I was like, oh my God, this is like shot perfectly. Pacing's perfect at the end. I think that's a really good ending. And then it just like what Mikey said, it, it kind of invites you to participate with the movie at the end. Yeah, and, and it's yeah, almost yeah. like, it shows you in a way like, and it's just, it ends abruptly. Like she gets there and starts screaming and you already know he's dead, right? Like you've seen the people die already beforehand. You don't need to see it, which I think is really good. So, um, that, I mean, there's even the scene early on. I mean, and I agree with you, Nabil. That I, I like their, there are jump scares in it. Don't get me wrong, but they don't overdo it. Like a lot of movies somewhat do that are jump scare heavy. You know, I wouldn't say this is a jump scare heavy movie. It is it's actually quite thick with the plot. Yeah. It's actually more of a mystery, really, if you think about it, because yeah. you don't know what the fuck's going on. And truthfully, Samara, 
only really shows up at the very end, unlike the sequels where she's popping up like fucking everywhere and they're fucking terrible. Which was weird to me because I actually, just in my head, I remember the character so well. And maybe because they did that ending so well. They also I remember made the character so well. I thought like you'd see him more often. movie around this time, every parody movie. So maybe you mixed it up. <laughs> yeah. Or you saw the Trouble Rings too, which was fucking terrible. So maybe you saw that too. That one I just saw too. Yeah, the sequels. Oh, the sequels oh, terrible. Man. And Rings, the. the the ending of the trilogy is fucking dog shit. So, yeah. Um, regardless, though, this movie I think holds up too for a movie that's strangely enough twenty. Gosh, don't say it. Twenty one years old. Twenty one years, Chris, right? Mm. So, love it. You can drink now. This movie. So, um, it did really well. Obviously, I think this is one of those movies that kind of propelled Naomi Watts into just becoming a more everyday actress. She got a lot of roles after this. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like the scene too, by the way, where she uh, reveals, in, in a way, reveals to us, the audience too, that Noah is her baby daddy, right? I love that scene where she's Same. like, who? And he's like, our son. And then it cuts, and I was like, oh my God. What a I, piece I, of shit, father. I, I was like, I thought they was just friendly. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were just friendly, maybe a little too friendly. I was like, is he paying child support? <laughs> it's it's kind of right. It's kind of more tragic that he actually now wanted to try to be in Noah's life, and then yeah. he's just in abruptly life, taken yeah. away. Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I really like this movie. I think it held up, and just like Mikey, I hadn't seen it in a long time. It was a nice little rewatch, especially right before all uh, the spooky season going on right now. So yeah, so scary. All right, thank you uh, to the other guys here. Just uh, kind of thinking back to our younger years. Uh, do you guys think this was scary for a kid, or even if a kid watched it now, do you think they'd be scared of the movie? I'll start with Nabil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm I, I I'm easily scared anyways. So did I was just giving me a little bit of the scares. Of the I wanted to ask movie. real quick, Nabil, did the part where they they quickly cut to the girl when they find her in the pantry like creep you out? Yeah, that's so creeps me out. And I was so waiting creepy. for it. By the way, I was like, I know this you is knew gonna, it was happen. gonna happen. Yeah, I yeah. Know her face looks hella weird. But then I mm-hmm. saw it again. I was like, God damn, the makeup looks great. So I was like, Yeah, Fuck. it was. <laughs> it was insane. Oh, even like when they had her, you know, when she when Naomi Watts had her in the well, um, and uh, yeah. they kind of went to the past, and I don't know the whole weird dream sequence thing. Like that, that was scary too. Yeah, it was. It was creepy to me now and as a kid I would totally still be freaked out like, even for a PG-13 and the horse film. too when it drowned or fuck <laughs> when uh, what happened to Brian Cox and you know his character and just fucking I, I know you guys are only supposed to be talking right now but man I totally forgot about that whole plot line with Brian Cox yeah. I was like what is Brian Cox doing in this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh dude when he has all the like, electricity stuff Dude, I, I forgot he was in this movie like 100%. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, Brian, I thought he like, was like some attorney or something. I couldn't remember what his role was. And then like he finally showed up. I was like, oh, no. Like a very like well-renowned actor like <laughs> in the ring. Kind of like that he was. would have never guessed added, it. I kind of like that he was added as additional danger too. like some of the danger yeah. wasn't all like supernatural. Some of it was like legit real like this guy. You know, he he seems kind of unhinged and. First thing yeah, he comes dude, at you with this freaking hook thing. He's in the bathroom thing. just twisting his titties and he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> he's got the hook thing. I'm like, Candyman? Sorry. Uh, I, I I kind of agree with Nabil. I, I think that if you watch this up until age I don't know, 10, maybe 13, stretching it, it would probably give you nightmares. 
the the cupboard scene also freaked me out because I'd forgotten about it too. It's quick, and I was too. like, oh, it's yeah. I, it really? was uh, yeah. The makeup and the effects still hold up on that scene. Yeah. But why did, why did Marco send me a text? Still, I he said I'd hit. I said, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is it weird that this is working for me? The <laughs> warm, warm, nasty, Jesus. Is this why you're still single? Jesus. I, I shrug also emoji. <laughs> shrug emoji. <laughs> Both a gif. I. <laughs> I also think that the the ending is is really freaking creepy, even for today. Because again, it, it invites you, and it's like you're the person that they just you know that that they handed the curse to, and you're like, oh man, me? You're going Am I home. gonna die in six? Yeah, days? you're like oh, <laughs> you like don't want to get a phone call. Luckily, today we live in a world of text, so I mean, a phone call is very rare. Hey, you know, actually, it's a scammer. I will let you guys know if you ever watch Rings. Don't don't, but they they address that like. What would happen? There's no VHSs anymore, right? So there's a different way. Right. right. So. Yeah, it's streaming now. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, he could, he could like, I don't think, I, I wouldn't let Zan wants this one until he's older. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd be up with nightmares. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Holds if, I, up. if I let Maverick watch this or, no, there's no way, dude. Yeah, the, my my brother's kids, uh, they they wouldn't. They couldn't handle this. Not until many, many years have passed. So now I agree with you guys. It's it is to this day. I mean, there's some creepy parts, even like like we've been kind of saying, like it's creepy for us, even even now. So like we get kind of weirded out by some stuff. So yeah, definitely I could see a kid getting scared of this movie here. Uh so let's just go with ratings. Uh we've been doing this for everybody's stuff here. So uh Nabil, you have a one to five rating for James scary kid level bullshit, as we're calling it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I give this a four. Scary kid level bullshit. Like it's it's definitely up there for the for the children to not want to watch this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Marco. Yeah, I'd I'd say it's a I'd say it's a level four also. Yeah, uh, I would say level four, but I gave everybody else uh, a fairly high. So oh I started the scale, so I'm gonna say a five. I'm gonna say a five on mine. Oh, okay, so. I'll take it. Yeah, so. <laughs> James, like, you're gonna go two or three. <laughs> All right, Mikey, thank you for, so much for that. And I, I, fuck, I guess I won. Look at that. <laughs> God, going <laughs> against Starship <laughs> Troopers and fucking Wizard of Oz, who would have known? Oh, damn. Hey, and Creepshow, too. No, I, that's still at least the somewhat tighter race. All but the hate. All the hate. I hey, showed I someone... got scared of what, what I got scared with, okay? Yeah, that's true, <laughs> I guess. I was like, Nabil. I was a child, James. It's so funny. He watched fucking Starship Troopers, and then five years later, he's like, I can handle the ring. So, you know, <laughs> I can handle it now. I'm a I'm a I'm a different person. Fuck these people. I'm a grown up now. So, uh, what did you guys you guys like this section overall? It's a yeah, special. I feel like it's we fun. got a lot of yeah, that was feedback. fun. Yeah, I like that it was like like random. Like we didn't know. Just everyone heads up. Like we didn't know what the picks were until people announced them. So I think that was fun too. And just kind of going our own route to take them. Um, Plus, so I feel was, like people got to know us a little bit more too. Yeah, it's kind of the same, same oh. thing. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. a piece of us, right? We're For the good or bad, right? I know. Yeah. For the good or bad. Yeah, I got, I got some text that said, "Pick a good one." Goddamn it! I'm just kidding. I got some text that said, "Does Bill need to change his diapers?" I'm just, <laughs> just making some stew. You know, let it brew a little bit. 
chipotle carrots no corn okay um so yeah we will be now announcing our next segment on our next podcast so stay tuned uh it's it we we have a few ideas but we'll finalize it and announce it by next uh in two weeks basically we are planning a marathon in between one of them so it's probably gonna happen after right nabil i think yeah, should be after the marathon need to look at dates but um Stay tuned. Stay follow us on our socials as well. And we will keep you guys all up to date on that as well. So let's move on now to our review of the Exorcist Believer. What do you think evil is? I'll tell you what I think it is. We're born in this world with hope and dreams and a desire to be happy. Dad? It's happening to my daughter, too. The devil has one wish. Wherever those girls went, they brought something back with them. <laughs> to make us lose faith. I believe you can help get our daughters back. To kill it in us. And the devil never gives up. She knows who I am. Where's the other girl? Right, the Exorcist Believer, sitting at a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb description is when two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them. The father of one girl seeks out Chris McNeil, who's been forever altered by what happened to her daughter 50 years ago. Directed by David Gordon Green, who directed 2017 Stronger, as well as the most recent Halloween, I say Halloween Legacy sequels, 2018. Halloween Kills in 2021 and Halloween Ends um, last year in 2022. Written by Peter Sattler. He's does hasn't done much from what I've seen. He did a, a movie called Camp X-Ray and also written by David Gordon Green. It's released on October 6, 2023 in theaters, starring Leslie Odom Jr. as Victor Fielding, Anne Dowd as Anne, Jennifer Nettles as Miranda, Norbert Leo Butts as Tony, Lydia Jewett as Angela Felding, Olivia Markham as Catherine, Ellen Bursting as Chris McNeil. So before we do jump into our review of this legacy sequel, I do want to ask you guys, did any of you guys catch or rewatch the original Exorcist from 1973, either the director's cut or the original before this one? And uh, any thoughts on that, Mikey? Uh, yeah, I watched the original. Um, I've actually never seen the director's cut, so maybe I should probably do that at some point here but i watched really? i always try to do the originals yeah before i'm gonna let you know uh, most people have seen the director's cut or and they don't know it like did she walk backwards down the stairs then you watch the director's cut no well, i that streamed it on hbo so i don't remember that scene there so i think it's right i think it's regular cut it's on there yeah hbo likes to put their director's cuts like in this like extra credits section and on stuff the bottom, yeah. on the bottom yeah so yeah, I like the film though. I, I you know it is it is a bit dated. It's uh, it's actually a lot dated, uh, but I did enjoy it. Um, it's you know for me personally, uh, my parents uh, were like when they were kids, watch this here or well they weren't allowed to watch it. And I have like they have a bunch of stories from back then where like the church was like super against this movie. So yeah. uh, when I first saw this, which was I mean, years ago now, but uh, it was. It was like an experience for me. So I, I have like a kind of a thing for this movie. I've, I've seen it a bunch of times already, um, but it, it is a pretty good one. I like the storylines and everything like that from it. Um, and it just kind of has a little place there because I always hear the horror stories from when it was released uh, what, 
50 years ago or so. Yeah, um, literally almost at this point, which is. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it is exactly 50. It's crazy. Um, Half a century ago. What about you, Marco? Did you rewatch it? I think you did. Yeah. Right? I, yes, I, I rewatched the theatrical cut also, which I wish I would have watched the director's cut. Because, yeah, James, you, you're right. That's that's the main one that almost everyone has seen, probably. Yeah. And I felt like something was missing, maybe because I'm so used to just watching the director's cut. And like I mentioned to you guys, it it has more of those subliminal images. Like you see yeah. the the demon face appearing more and more frequently. And I, I think that that shit is hella freaky. I watched that movie when I was like around six, I want to say. And it freaked me the fuck out. Like to to this day, it's still like one of the one of the movies that kind of creeps me out. And it was a runner up for my scary movie pick for our segment. But I wanted to do something a little more obscure that also freaked me out. But yeah, I think it still holds up, man. I think it's filmed very well. I think some of the cinematography there, some of the shots that they take is done very well. Some of the practical effects still hold up. It's it's very ominous. The music works. The acting works, too. Uh, I think some of the side stories as well, uh, even with uh, the, the priest uh, who um, is sort of like out of touch and thinks he's losing his faith. Um, it's I don't know. To me, it's it's one of like the, the top tier horror movies and mainly because it, it doesn't also rely on jump scares, but also like psychological yeah. thriller, too, which I, I enjoy. Tickle my brain a little. What about you, Nubo? Yeah, I watched, I did watch the director's cut um, before in anticipation of us watching Lucky. this movie. <laughs> and um, I, so I, I didn't recall. I'd never seen the director's cut, so I didn't recall some of those scenes. Like you said, James, so the scene where uh, she's kind of walking down. Yeah, that's one of the more scenes, the spider yeah. scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, the film. I think it actually holds up a bit. The it's it's slow pace. It is definitely like an early seventies film. So there's some of that storytelling that that is yes out of date. Just just it, it's almost kind of like a uh, it could be almost portrayed as a TV movie from the eighties. That some some portions of it just because of like the I don't know if it's a director's cut, but some of that pacing. But I actually really enjoyed the story aspect of it. What they did over here that made it different because of the fact that the it's not just about the exorcism but it's process of the exorcism like like you had mentioned marco stories about the church and the priest and like how they get that sanction to go through that the fact that the mother wasn't um sure what she needed to do and you kind of see her turmoil throughout the whole thing and what she's experiencing like a lot of that build-up i think is actually really integral to how this film ends up like going at the very last what twenty minutes of the film is that's really when the exorcist yeah. happens, um, and all that kind of story and plotline helps get you be more invested at the very end of it. So I, I actually enjoyed what what story it had to tell, and even with some of the effects, I some of it's still kind of funny watching it now, especially you know like the vomit scene and everything. It's kind of funny sometimes to see that, but <laughs> but like I can understand. I know the story like you're saying, Mikey, from the past when it was first when it first came out like the reaction towards it and everybody's you know fear the, the fear stories around it the church issues like it it was such a big deal back then but um obviously that's like nothing now <laughs> since anybody <laughs> compared to what we're seeing now in movies but um yeah i think the film was was is still a classic and i still enjoyed it 
How about you, James? I have a weird path with this one. I didn't see it when I was a kid. I saw a movie called Repossessed in 1990. I don't know if you guys know what this movie's about. It's basically oh. the funny version of The Exorcist with Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I know what and, you're talking about. Uh, Linda Blair <laughs> is literally in it, too. So for the longest time as a kid, I thought I saw this movie. And then I didn't realize I was watching like the fucking comedy version. Because it never even scared me as a kid. It's fucking hilarious, by the way. Yeah, they're singing Devil in a Blue Dress. <laughs> yeah. By the way, very hard movie to find. Um, does not play. Oh, it's not streaming. Not available even on Blu-ray or DVD out here. I think there's a rights issue, but it, you can import a German version right now. Just let you know in 4K. Unfortunately, I am not a big fan of The Exorcist. I've seen this movie probably like nine fucking times at this point because of film studies. Because they fucking throw this down your throat. I actually prefer the theatrical cut over the director's cut. I think, Nabil, you said there was a pacing issue. I think the normal version has a better pacing to it pacing. overall, to tell you the truth. Um, cuts it in an hour 50 tops. And I don't think those other scenes are necessarily needed afterwards. And I think that's the way to go is to watch that first and then director's cut after if you really want to see it. There's actually three cuts of this movie, by the way, too. So there's uh, either it's the, the version you've never seen or some bullshit like that. There's three versions of it. It's it's a fucking mm. mess. It does hold up, though. I will say that much. I do like the message about faith. It's all about faith, this entire movie. Um, the mom has to have faith in these priests to do the right thing. These priests, you know, we have a priest that has lost his faith and he's trying to find his path back. And, and you know, it's, you know, it's it's wild. She sort of has too, to a point. If you notice throughout the entire movie, she's being very blasphemous in the entire house. Like she keeps saying, God damn it. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. whole, all, you know, holy shit, things like that. And yeah. it's like, he's very, oh, dang, I never noticed that. She's very lost when it comes to her daughter. And it's something where she's getting desperate and, you know, she has to place her faith into these two priests to do the right thing, you know, and blame it on patriarchy later on, I guess. But, um, <laughs> So, um, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I saw it too late. I saw, I, I watched it like first time when I was like 19, 20, then seven more times throughout my twenties, basically just fucking random. Right. So I, I've always felt like it, it was not scary. I understand Mikey. My, my, my mom has the same stories about this movie. Like, uh, when she was a kid, I think she's roughly about the same age as your parents probably. So it's one of those things yeah. where it was just one of those things where she even recalls like people like fainting or having heart attacks in the, in the theaters and all this shit and crazy stories. And I think if I had seen it during that time period, I've even written this in like my reviews on letterbox. Like I, it'd probably be horrifying. Like if I had seen it in 1973, you know? Um, but I wasn't born for 15 more years. So fuck it. I don't know. So it's not a bad movie. I still can appreciate it. I understand that it is, you know, a legendary film and it, you know, people it's it's opened the path to so much modern day horror i i still have an appreciation for it it's just not one of my favorite franchises i guess too i guess since there's a ton of fucking sequels so yeah okay dude put the gun down jeez <laughs> i will say that the other ones are not the greatest the uh, two three four or whatever it is and five i well side note access three pretty good take take a look that's an underrated sequel i will say that much i'll have to watch them again maybe check check that one out the other one is like the sequel I've heard is terrible. Then the, the one that they redid twice, fucking Dominion, and then fucking what was it? There's like, there's one that was basically reshot entirely. It's like it, and they came out a year apart from each other. It's it's a mess. So speaking of, oh sorry, it would be I fucking wrote about Exorcist the beginning, Dominion prequel to Exorcist. There's a reason they only came out a year apart. They're the same fucking movie. Jeez, shot. 
So let's jump to this movie, though, guys. 2023, you're going to come 50 years in the future now. I can see Nabil transforming. Um, I'm going to start with you, Nabil. What do you think of The Exorcist Believer? Did you like it? Did you not like it? It was okay. It was not... You know, I was talking about the lore and, like, mm-hmm. the build-up in The Exorcist. This is... It, that whole history of the church and the spirituality of it, they, they bring that in and it's a bit broader, but I don't think they're as successful as they as the original film was. I liked the aspect of the girls kind of going missing and then something happens and they kind of get possessed and all that like that. Yeah. It's interesting. I like the performances. Leslie Oldham Jr. is fine. The girls you know, were really selling it. So I think that was like, I just feel that the... There was an idea here that they were focusing on one part of the film, and then they wanted to say, oh, yeah, wait, this is an exorcist movie, so we have to incorporate the spirituality aspect of it. And that's fine if they want to put in different religions and cultures and stuff like that and toss it all in, but they didn't really sit a lot with it, and I don't feel... Like you kind of mentioned, uh, James, the faith aspect of it, that you have to kind of have faith in all this. I don't feel a lot of that was really... um, if, If it was supposed to be delivered, I don't feel like it was really portrayed as strongly as it should have been. Um, in this film to kind of get to where they got to at the end. So I was okay with the film. I, I There's definitely potential there. Uh, there's like a good movie there somewhere. Um, they just needed to punch up it. So I was just kind of like, meh. Okay. Uh, what about you, Marco? I kind of agree with Nabil there. I, I think this movie has a very strong first half. I think the first half is actually, you know, pretty good. Kind of like Nabil was saying, the, the two girls go missing and there's this mystery, like, where are they? Like what happened to them? And there's, there's this tension and people are losing their shit, albeit with the wrong people, but whatever. And I feel like at the midpoint, like when they start to sort of connect it to the OG exorcist, it becomes like a different movie. And just like the bill was saying where they don't really treat the aspect of faith really well. Like the first one did it very well. You, you have, two people who are far and away from their faith. They, they're, they, you know, don't know if they believe or not, or at least, at least one is very vocal about it. The other is very subtle about it. And then they take their time with the whole ritual of the exorcism. And you see like the diocese and everyone talking about like what they need to do, how they get, get a sanctioned. And this movie doesn't take its time with it. And <clears throat> sort of just like rushes through everything rushes through like a like the inclusion part of it and it's like if they would have taken their time with that sort of stuff i know it probably slows down the pace but it it would have had a better better payoff at at the end and i feel like that's where it really kind of loses me or it's just sort of like we're just shoving all this stuff in at the end and just overstuffing it and then saying you know that's it there's there's the movie so that that's why i feel like the first the first half really flows really well and it's they shouldn't have really tried that hard. I, I think they tried way too hard to connect it to the original, and that's sort of what well, got we'll the way. It, we'll get into that in a, in a moment. There, um, <clears throat> yeah, Mikey. What what about you? What are your thoughts on Exorcist Believer? Uh, I echo a lot of what they already mentioned here. I mean, I did like it here overall. I liked the movie. They did. They didn't flesh out a lot of the religion stuff, right? So, and I get what they're saying. That, that's kind of how I feel about it as well. Like they. They wanted to touch on more different you know, aspects of that, and in by doing that, uh, they kind of shortened up how they expanded on those different areas, right? So they didn't like. Well, the first one we did get to see that kind of expanded view on that. We don't get that same way, that same treatment in this one here, and I think it kind of 
Uh, they had to do that in the second part of the film, too. So that's why the first half is stronger, because they kind of splintered out in the middle of the movie to kind of do these different paths. Um, I do like some of the storylines they had. I just wish they kind of fleshed them out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I like the callbacks they did, too. Well, I, I think we'll talk about that in just a moment here. So I'll, I'll stop on that. So totally fine. Um, I guess I'm just I thought it was OK. I guess because I'm not a huge fan of the original. I was like, OK, I mean. It's cool. <laughs> like I was like, it's fine. Like this is what it is. Yeah. Me and Marco were making a repossessed fucking sequel by ourselves. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. So <laughs> we <laughs> There's a C dude. We're yeah. We'll talk about it a sec. Um It just carried us through the fucking movie. <laughs> I was like, oh no. So um oh, I think like Leslie Odom Jr. really kills it. I think he's he's the standout in this in this movie for like the adults. I think the two girls were really good too. Anne and Catherine. I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job. Those are two people that I think if if they had cast the wrong people for it, 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 re- it wouldn't have worked as well either. And yeah, I will jump into some thoughts on it being a legacy sequel. For people that don't know, this is basically a sequel to the original film that ignores all subsequent um, sequels. Very much like how like Halloween, Halloween 18 is the most recent one in which, you know, David Gordon Green directed. Um, there's a few other movies that I just I mean, technically, there's there's like three Halloween movies. There's a couple that ignore certain like H2O is technically a legacy sequel. <laughs> it ignores that. Uh, they did it again. Yeah. yeah. So and then they're like one more, one more. So but that uses the original one as a, the ba- jumping off point. You know, it, it works and doesn't work. And that's ultimately my issue with this movie that we'll talk about is I think the biggest issue with the film overall um i yeah and i agree with you guys too i i don't think for a movie called believer i know it's is it is it in you know talking about victor and then maybe chris the other dad the two dads like their beliefs are different from each other and what they have to believe and one is you know a certain way one is a you know victor is very against it because of what happens to his wife early on in the movie and so i don't know if that's something to do with you know other things going on but it's like okay who knows but for the, oh sorry by the way the kids names are Angela and Catherine fucking all over the place today not Anne Anne is the other lady but for the most part I thought it was okay not perfect I think it shot really well at least yeah, it, I thought I it was shot very well um, the locations and stuff is really nice cool. actually um I just think it's just uh echoing Marco a bit too I think it's just some really poor writing at times and I think mm-hmm. that really hurts it and they almost have too much going on for a movie that was supposed is, is supposedly start of a new trilogy and such like that. And I think this is kind of the Halloween issue that they had before too, where they're trying to stuff too much shit all in once when they could easily like, I, I almost feel like, no, we're good. That's where I can't even talk about it. So I'm going to jump into it then too on cast wise. Then one of the ones I do want to bring up, cause we kind of talked about these, like obviously the biggest one is Ellen Burstein returning as Chris McNeil, right? I know we can't talk too much about it in the spoilers. We'll talk about it a little bit after, but did she work for you guys? Was she was she as important as first instance seeing no, like Jamie Lee no. Curtis come back as she, Lori? She, she was underutilized. She didn't serve the purpose she needed to. Um, and I it was well, definitely maybe well maybe I, right. <laughs> She was, she was there. I feel like she was just kind of wedged in to make sure there's a bridge between the two films. But I, even then, like compared to like you were saying, James, with Halloween, it's at least there's like 
the characters are all there and deserve a purpose. She did not hear. Like it would have been fine. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, Victor, could have saw a television interview from back in the day and said, "Oh," and then you know, connect the dots, got a book, and moved forward himself. He didn't need. We didn't need any of that. I'm gonna look at James as I say this. I wish we would have seen more of her in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marco doesn't realize we can't see him still. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. He's overemphasizing. <laughs> we're like, you know, we can't see you, right? But I, I know, I know what, what he would like to you. About. I got it. No, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but, does anybody like, not agree with Nabil? Is what I'm trying to say. Like, did 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 Chris coming back work? For anyone? She, she, she for brought me. nothing to the movie. She brought really nothing to the movie at all. Her, she could have been replaced by some nobody. And I agree with Bill. She's literally there yeah. just to kind of like stamp of approval. Like, oh, this is like a actual sequel. Like, so we have to bring right. someone back. She's 114 years old, but here we go. Like, check it out. Like, she's she's back. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into the legacy part right after this. So, any other thoughts on any other characters, guys? Uh, the kids, Angela, Catherine. Anything more on Victor? Did any of these work? Any of the other side characters work for you? Well, I like Victor and uh, Angela's his, his daughter, right? So, I, I like the two of them. They have a nice story in the beginning and a little bit part towards the end too. Mm-hmm. I thought both of them did a really good job, kind of uh, with their characters and what they did with them. They just worked, in my opinion. I think James, you were talking about it a little earlier. They just did a good job, and the, and the kid, especially, I was kind of shocked with. I've, usually, kids don't really portray things very well, um, but I thought she did a good job as well. And their relationship kind of worked out on the on the screen as well. So we, I like that we too. we center more around them than the other family, really. Me and I think too, that's I what think, works. Which they think is it, a weakness, actually, because it, it is. If there's a there's a part or there's parts where the other family and the other girl. Just completely like disappear, and for it's like, while. oh shit, yeah, for I forgot. I'm like, I forgot. We're, like, the, the, you we're know. trying in home house remedies. Don't worry, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I wish they would have shown kind of more of that. You know, just like an extra couple of you know minutes or something to like for more exposition on that. that. It feels like it, doesn't it? It, it does. Yeah. Well, also, it, it might have been stuff. how it would have been in real life as well. Like, I, I get what you guys are saying. I kind of I agree with you guys, but also they were already like super faith based themselves, right? Yeah, so, you're right. You you're know, right. they probably would have been like that if this had you know been you know quote unquote real life. They would have been probably sheltered and just been with the church and not had any outside influence. Makes sense. So. Nabil, were you going to say something? Um, I was just going to add on too. We didn't talk much about her, but um, the was she a nurse and Dowd's character Anne? She um, she she Surprising I liked her character. Actually. Yeah, like her character was fine. I just think that again, this is another like underutilized thing where you bring in a thing. She was uh, I don't want to talk too much of a sp- uh, the the spoiler part of it, but you know she had a very big connection to the church back then, and it just kind of gets brought into this film at near the end and. You know, you know what I think about a lot of this, like you were even saying, James, like the utilization of the two families, like if you're going to introduce a second family as well and 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 make them like a big, bigger Especially part of this. What I meant, Mindabil, hold your thought is just like because they advertise it so much that there's like yeah. two of them. So like, right. Yeah, agreed. I think this probably could have this maybe could have used a little bit more runtime, you know, just like a little bit more time if, to give them the room to to bring these guys all together and like let us spend like even if it was like a 
half of the film was with Victor's family and then the other half, or Angela's family and then the other half is with Catherine's family like that would have been fine too and then bringing fleshing out a little bit more of these characters like a lot of good ideas are here a lot of interesting backstories here but like everybody's kind of mentioning here once we get to the latter half of the film everything's kind of sped up and it's just kind of you know it doesn't work as well you don't get you don't get what you had in the beginning whereas in like in the exorcist the original one we got to the very end and it it was all meaningful getting to the exorcism portion mm-hmm. of it and like there was there was like really again it was earned what what happened at the end you felt like it was earned like okay i see how this got to where it got and this 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 didn't deliver in that I, okay. I do think there is a reason why there was less focus on the other girl, but I th- also think that it would have had more of an impact in the movie. I'll I'll say it in spoilers. So let's jump right into it. Then I don't think any of us think this as a legacy sequel worked the best, right? With some provide pros and cons as you think. I'm gonna just start it out here. Like I I think the I think the reason why I think this movie wasn't that bad was I think it could have just stood on its own as a as an Exorcist movie. Like we didn't need. Yeah, like these callbacks and like, well, callbacks are fine. But I mean, we don't need Chris showing up as a random character that has abilities and shit after a little bit. Like, it's fucking. Or if you're if you're going to, you need to give her more. Like, you need to. Are we in spoilers? Yeah, right. No, no, no. Okay, we just hold that thought though, Mark. Let me finish my thought. It's like I just think, truthfully, she wasn't needed at all in in terms of like this film like seeing how they used her like yeah they could have used anybody even more and it would have been great but this is what we got and it's like that's such a like a poor shit show of a like a showing i think in my opinion it just this is probably one of the more lazy legacy sequels i would say out of the legacy sequels we've seen just saying yeah that's yeah that's accurate that's being nice i'm just trying to be nice about it (laughs) anybody else have an opinion on that or i want to add to that yeah, I would say too. Just like you know, maybe even bringing in her daughter instead would have added more, considering like she had gone through it, and maybe you could have done some throwaway line of saying, you know, like in the sequels that they had, like, oh, I I remembered what happened as a kid, and this and this and this, and this is what I experienced. Like whatever, I almost you can something bullshit, you know. Yeah, but I almost feel like more they were holding her kid. for a sequel. True. Did anybody yeah, get that vibe maybe. that they want her for the next one? Maybe since that one lady is one hundred forty-five years old. Probably. <laughs> well, they're trying to make uh, three films, right? Three sequels, technically, right? Yeah. The, the other one's already been greenlit, supposedly. So. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, the other one's uh, The Exorcist: Regan's Rise. Regan's <laughs> <laughs> return. She's like, I'm back, bitches. Um, sorry. She's reeling double already, crosses. Sorry. Already, she was already re- repossessed, though, guys. I don't really know what name it's talking about. I mean, it's really, honestly, it could have just been, I mean, this movie could have just been not an exorcist movie. Like it could have just been its own standalone thing without any of the legacy stuff that came through and it would have been just fine. It probably would have taken that time and kind of fleshed out some of the characters or storylines a little bit more. So it might've been a better movie, not being a sequel, but would you still have called it an exorcist film though? Because it would just be like a reboot. Would you prefer like a full reboot? Yeah, I, I think this could have worked as a full reboot. I think so yeah, too. You know, yeah, I, I think I would have liked that yeah. better actually, and not bringing some of getting, back. I don't know about you guys. I'm getting a little burned out with these fucking legacy. Like, oh, it's an actual sequel to the one. Blah blah. I'm like, I don't really give a fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, give us some new stuff. I actually thought it was a cool concept having two people possessed at the same time, and they really they just never. Yeah, they, I mean, they do stuff with it, but it's not anything that's new, right? They could have well, done some cool stuff with yeah, that. And they we'll, really didn't. we'll talk about that in the spoiler section as well. Yeah. That, that 
last segment, I guess, if you guys, if that makes sense. So let's get into uh, rating this before we get into see, uh, spoilers, because I know that we got a lot to talk about in spoilers. So, Nabil, I'll start with you. What would you rate this one on a star rating? Would you recommend it? Would you not recommend it? Unfortunately, I gave this a two and a half stars rating, but I will say that I, I would actually recommend the film just to watch it. It's a, it's a okay film. It's There's nothing stellar about it, but I would say it's worth worth just watching in general. Spooky film in October, right? Yeah, oh. spooky film. Uh, I jumped during the snake part, by the way. Marco knows. Uh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I literally jumped into his arms. I think he's still, he's still coming down from the sky. literally jumped into his arms at one point almost. It was, it was weird. Uh, Mikey, yeah. go ahead. Uh, I give this three stars, uh, and like Nabil, I mean, I didn't didn't think it was the best movie ever, but it was a good enough film for me to recommend for people to watch during spooky season. So, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Uh, what about you, Marco? I give it two and a half stars also, but I would still recommend checking it out. Watch it on a bargain Tuesday or, you know, stream it or watch the matinee. It's it's not great, but it's I, I still think it's it's watchable to a point. I probably gave it the highest rating. I just, uh, I actually liked it. I, I think maybe I got like a weakness for fucking, for this fucking director, dude, David Gordon Green. I don't know why. <laughs> Something about him. Something about him. I'm like, that's why I would say watch it for him. People shit on him big time, but I'm like, I actually like You loved shit. Halloween Kills, right? Oh, I fucking, no. I hate Halloween Kills. I love Halloween Ends, though. So, yeah, Halloween um, yeah, I give this one three and a half. I thought it was actually, for the most part, if you if you look past a lot of the bullshit, maybe because I'm also been watching a lot of bullshit fucking uh, movies this month so far. So <laughs> this compared to that is like a masterpiece. Way better. Yeah, so maybe that's it too. But um, I didn't mind it. I think if you're a fan of the original, check it out. If you're a fan of any kind of like possession films, I guess there's quite a few. I don't think it's as I, for. I'll say this much: like one that recently came out, like the Pope's Exorcist, is like a lot more fun than this, obviously. And I think that's actually a better movie. Cra- crazy enough to say. So if if you're coming in with that kind of thought, like tone it down a bit. I guess that's what I would say. But uh, I still had fun overall. So uh, let's jump into our spoiler section then. And so if you don't want to hear about some of the, we're going to be talking about a lot of the ending here and more about Chris McNeil, the character. So if you don't want to hear about that, um, <laughs> come back for the outro and hear about what we're talking about next for episode one. one. So without further ado, let's get in our spoiler section. All right. So I want to jump into, well, let's just talk about Chris. So Chris has, she's on screen for about 10 minutes, right? Like roughly. <laughs> generous. Maybe 10 minutes. And then she's bedridden. We get blindsided. She's 157 years old. So um, what did you think about them? Like taking her eyes out? Like why? Halfway through the film. Just to what be was, like, what was the purpose oh, man, of it? No. One is standing up probably because she was alive during the 1800s. So they were probably like, Hey, do you want to just lay down the rest of the film? Like, no, but honestly, though, like uh, all jokes aside, in, in my weird, opinion, right? here it's it's strange. I didn't like it. I, I'm going to say that part up front, but it, I like the callback, right? Because like the big thing was like way back in the original one. At least one of the stories that I heard that I was mentioning beforehand is like what she does with the cross in the original film, where she like basically hit, you know fucks herself basically yeah, right with it, and yeah. that was like a huge thing that people yeah. didn't like. So this is like a callback to that, right? Uh, where they use that to they use the cross to do some unmanageable thing. So I I feel like they were trying to get. I feel like she just uses a weapon, but yeah, 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 but like that's 
yeah, I think that's, that's what they were trying to do. They thought it would mm-hmm. be more impactful than it really was. It's crazy because I feel like if it was any of us, we'd just totally get off of us because we we're not, you know, 4,000 years old. He's like, get off me. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Right? Like, like, oh, uh, man. You know, there's there's a scene where... Uh, videos. She probably hasn't done a lot since then, so... They don't. They don't even really use her after that. There's no point. I mean, there's the hospital scene. <laughs> yeah, she did. Where, <laughs> where Victor oh, goes. Gotta, to- okay, the running joke here is that Marco mentioned as we're watching this because Victor does visit her. Marco's like, "What if she kept talking and Victor left the room 20 minutes prior? <laughs> and she just kept talking. Like she I, she know, goes on quite a bit long in that little monologue, which is like I said the same thing to my wife. I said the same thing to my wife." When he said it, I don't know why, but I started crying. Like I had to hold myself back and I was like, I can't do this now. Because people She wouldn't me. know. She had no clue. Just I'm sure we were like nonchalant. She's like, and what you have to do. And he's like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here. We've been here 35 minutes. Like you you won't stop talking. But what sold it was his face. Victor did not even look that yeah, intrigued. He, he, or he looked it. like he was just there, like giving her like, okay, I guess I have to because she got blinded at the house, I guess, because yeah. I brought her there. I gotta like listen. But then he's like, mm, she's going on a little too long. Her being there for so little time actually hurts this film, I think. Yep. It does because it again it you feel like she's going to be like this major player that's going to come and show them what it, how it's done because the 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 priests at this point are saying no, we're not we're not sanctioning that the exorcism. Oh, yada, the, yada, yada. the guy that looks like you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what that was, was also like dead Manuel? Who the fuck yeah. is this guy? He's so Dude, I like how he's just I like how he's just chilling in his car the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, he was there the whole time. I didn't realize. I, like, I gotta ask too. Why was he wearing a cardigan? <laughs> it's cold. It's winter. It just looks so weird though. Like he has a jacket. Someone's like, so you put a cardigan on him. He looks more homey that way. No, he looks weird. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. It was. It's, it's, it doesn't work. But. Again, you think Chris is going to get used to 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 perform the Exorcist and be this big player and and actually help out? But nope. See, no, nope. but that's the she thing too. It's weird because just seeing the first one, she had very little to do. She had nothing to do with the. Fuck. She mentions it in the beginning. She says, "I wasn't in the room, you know, but I did this research afterwards." I'm like, "Why the fuck are you here?" Yeah, then like, I was like, no <laughs> "Then I was like, but oh, because everybody else is dead from the original movie." And this yeah, one, right. she, yeah. she somehow drank the fucking chalice of life from Indiana Jones or something. So. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> that's why around. I thought she was gonna do something because she said I, I I studied it, I read on it, and now I can do yeah, it or it was that, on that it. was what she's famous for because in the first one she's like a really famous actress, she's an actress, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. So I'm like, uh couldn't like fucking just say that. Like I don't know why they were like, Oh, she became a because of her experiences, but then that's why but then I guess that's explaining why her and Reagan like split apart, right? Or something. Yeah, that, that was yeah. They, they were trying to intentionally create a rift between the parent and you know, Reagan. Which makes sense. I mean, I get it, but then that also is like the demon used that against her. Like, oh, you don't? She's in hell, and I was like, God, if she had one phone number or a text message, she'd be fine right now. Like, just no, she's not. I just talked to her, right? I don't. It was weak. That's what I'm getting at. They they, it, they it add that Reagan shit in, even like in the the crazy bin where she writes a name. I'm like, this is still another scene where this just didn't need to be here. To tell you the truth, like so forth. My thing is, is like. Is the demon, or I don't even know, it's one demon or two demons, really? Is but this even posi- they-, they don't even say it in this one, do they? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's supposed yeah, to be the same demon or not? Like, it do we know that? Be, right? Is it the same it? one? It's supposed, it to, be supposed to be. I, I, think. Yeah, I would assume it was. 
I mean, she says he knows my or she knows my name, right? But mm-hmm. she does say she instead of he this time. So oh, maybe no, it's a I will demon. say, Mikey, the right demon does lie a lot, so there's a chance. Oh my yeah. god, it's a deceiver! Oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> Holy <laughs> Christ! <laughs> what a twist! That's the name of the movie coming up, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ! And he does lie to him at the end. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, technically he didn't lie. Holy he fuck. said there's only one can live. No, but then he said you had to choose, and they, you know, that was we'll talk about that in a second. Oh Hold god. on, real quick, guys. Mikey, then, what did you think about Victor originally choosing his wife, by the way? Is that a twist? I actually really like that, that whole Chosen. subplot that they put yeah. in there. Because they didn't even have to call back to it, right? I mean, you saw no, the beginning part that was like, hey, okay, his wife died. And, you know, the, the doctors come in and say, hey, you got to choose. And they didn't really, they didn't even touch on that after that. They, I think they, they didn't really have to right come back, scene, but they did. I believe, yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, so it's like, they didn't have to come back to it, but I like that they did because it kind of, like, puts a twist on, like, why he's like he is with his daughter, right? He's like... He's that's all he's got, and it he didn't have his wife afterwards, even though he wanted to have his wife. So it's and like he feels guilty about it. Yeah, he feels guilty. So he's actually like trying to be more than he can be, I guess, or not really more than he can be, but he's trying to be the best yeah. dad possible because of the decisions he made, and he doesn't. He feels guilty about it. So I, I thought that was a really I, cool. Scene, I will actually. say this much though: I wish they kind of explored it a bit more after. We don't really come. Yeah. I, I'm assuming if the sequel goes through, like they'll touch back on that, maybe. Because I feel like they did not like. I, I I'd like to see what the daughter has an opinion on that. Tell you the truth. Yeah, it would be nice to have like an extra scene or two um, after all, everything goes down, for sure. Yeah, kind of fresh it out a little bit. I want to talk <laughs> about the last scene, the last, I guess, act of the movie is the exorcism. But this time around, unlike the first film where it's just the Roman Catholic Church doing the exorcism, we have all types of people there. We have somebody that's doing like voodoo. We have the, like the evangelists kind of that are there too. Part of Catherine's crew. Her parents are part of this bigger church. Uh, what were you guys thoughts on that? Did that work for you that they tried to kind of like include everything in it? Cause you know, I, I'm, if you guys, I know Chris's fucking speech is 10 and a half hours long, but she's talking <laughs> about how faith and like people's different beliefs and, but it all comes back to having faith and, Believing in oneself and community, something about community. Very, by the way, very similar to Halloween Kills. <laughs> <laughs> I was True. like, we're back to this. Evil dies tonight. Basically, they all got together yeah. to go do an exorcism instead. And then, the, like Marco said, the priest does. He is in the car jerking off for most of the part. Do right? <laughs> they knock on He's the window? Doing like, oh, what's going on? No, I'm, in the cardigan. I'm just eating some chips. So, um, <laughs> uh, I'll start with you, Marco. What did you think about that overall? It it could have been stronger, like it was a a good attempt. I thought that it, it was a good idea, but it fell short. They could have established it more throughout the movie. They had ample opportunity to, and they and they didn't. They just sort of, again, shoved it at the end. Just, it's literally you know, a just, monologue scene, and then they're like, "I guess we'll just do what she said." Exactly, just like they put Chris in there for no reason. It's like it's just here we go. It, the, th- the the storytelling just could have been structured a little bit better to to yeah. set up for that I agree. and I agree you know may, maybe have like uh, more than one person that's kind of you know questioning their belief or something I guess they they sort of show like that the dad is not not uh, not Victor but the other guy kind, was kind so- of right with how he yeah it was sort of 
yeah, but stuff with like he doesn't take his shoes off. It's Tony, right? Yeah, he doesn't take his shoes exactly. off. Exactly. Then, he, then he's not believe, he's not fully believing, and that's why it's not working. Maybe exactly. But, but again, like push on more because it's called believers. So then have them all, you know, regain that belief and faith in the end. Uh, what did you think, Nabil? I think that the only thing that seemed to be working was that voodoo shit, apparently. So I don't know what that means. Strong. I mean, yeah, bro. Uh, I mean <laughs> she's, 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 little, she's like, we have to breathe it out now. Yeah. I was oh, like, like, shit, that, obviously we should all believe what she's doing because that shit is uh, working, guys. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing as Marco said. It's it's really, uh, they don't give you a lot of time to, for each of these individuals and their different beliefs and their faiths, like how strong it really is. You don't, you just don't really know enough about it to know how this is being tested in this exorcism. I will even say, like, regardless of like the Catholic priest coming in over there and him him passing away, which I guess they just had to kill somebody, so they killed the priest. But the there was a what was he like a reverend or a pastor, whatever the the family's yeah church leader was i would think that he would have just been as the qualified person there not the the uh the nurse that's now fun found her calling again in religion that kind of take charge to be a nun i guess but it's such right a but i'm saying you actually there. have somebody of the you know of faith over there a leader I, I what i mean is like there's nobody taking charge so there's like a lot of miscellaneous and random things happening at one and point it seems confusing. like they're just like let me try this now let me try right. this yeah, they're they're it right well, yeah there was no cohesiveness and you're like what's going on who's what's they actually working it was like they needed a pm in that bitch right <laughs> we need to fucking get disorganized hey. and somebody needs to take charge <laughs> the bubbles just started sweating he's like oh, i can't take that no one's just stay, stepping up here Fuck. Mm. can somebody <laughs> at least organize these motherfuckers please <laughs> it's, it's just a madhouse yeah yeah this is like <laughs> also just just to throw it in for the end too the fucking priest died okay pretty, and everybody pretty viciously yeah too, pretty violently he's he's like dead dead and there's a fucking little girl yes she died and that's a terrible thing as well but like the police are there and everybody's just like he's still talking there to like, the cops right. like it's normal like oh you know this is one girl died the other one survived it's fine it's like guys there's a fucking man that's bro they're just smoking cigarettes outside like that was wild like hey did someone want to put like a blanket over that motherfucker or something like that motherfucker's head is twisted i'm like mm, we see like, some weird shit tonight yeah, like, like, that's, the least, that's the least of our worries. He was right doing now. some weird shit in the car. It doesn't really count. <laughs> like, uh, did you see his fucking cardigan? Fuck. <laughs> I just all moved on from that shit real quick. I said, that guy was straight up murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and it's almost like you think it's going to be like a fucking Captain America moment. <laughs> Avengers Assemble. I was like, oh shit, he came in. He said, fuck it. He's not going to help. Oh no. <laughs> first one to get Cade first one he's like Ugh. then I was like uh oh and no one fucking helped them by the way nope. not even better than I they're like well not a one up. they saw that happen and the one guy looked like we got a dip like <laughs> one dude looked like he's like Mm-mm. he's like I'll come back for the sequel because this is not I ain't part of this shit speaking of deaths it is revealed between the two girls at the end that Angela and Catherine, they, the, the demon is telling them, like, you have to choose one to, to save. And basically the dad, Tony, chooses his daughter, Catherine, and he thinks that's what he's supposed to do. And then, you know, guys like, psych. And then basically Catherine is the one that is killed. So what did you guys think about that? Did, was that expected? Did you think it was going to happen? Uh, Marco. I didn't. 
I I actually glad that they went that route. That actually is what elevated this movie just a little bit for me is that they took that risk. And mm-hmm. it's sort of it's a bittersweet ending because yeah they defeated it but it, it at a cost. I mean, Nabil just reminded me tonight that the priest died too. I forgot about that dude. Also, oh, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't forget. I think. I, I think we were talking about it like in the parking lot too. And all we thought, all we talked about was that you know one of the girls died, and then we we never mentioned much, that dude again. I think it's a much bigger hit that's why like like yeah. emotionally too because it's yeah pretty sad actually to tell you the truth so and at first you think it's a, a psych out it's like no nah, they're not really doing it they're not they're she's gonna come back at the end right it's it's just an illusion and no it's it really happens and it, there's there's consequences they, and i like that if i, if I recall that, are they trying to resuscitate her or are they trying to resuscitate angela that was her. It was, it was her. her? Okay. Yeah, Catherine, yeah. I didn't know if it was because both were kind of out of it. I didn't. I didn't recall. Yeah. At first, they put some chapstick, you know, on them. But <laughs> I will give her CPR. Like I ain't touching them lips. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. Sorry, sir. Your dad is dead. Uh, I thought it was sad. I thought it was. It was unexpected. I didn't think. I. I thought they both would survive because. I'm used to like happier endings, I guess. But then, well, I mean, in The Exorcist, you know, she survives, so makes sense. Yeah, I mean, as, as soon as they chose somebody, I, I knew, I knew they were gonna die. I thought someone like, was gonna get sacrificed instead, like the dad. If it was gonna be Angela, I thought the dad would sacrifice himself. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, as soon as the dad picked her, I knew she was done. Going to me, and then he did it, and then he just killed himself, right? He jumped out the window. All right. Leslie Oldham Jr.'s got a Broadway play going on right now, guys. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't need to do another one of these films right now. He's like, so just kill me. I'm done. I was in black. Well, just do, let's do a time jump and it'll just be uh, Angela, you know, in the five, ten years in the future. She'll move away from home. Like, possibly. You, you never know yeah. with that. Speaking of which, then the second movie, if this did decent over the weekend, by the way, I don't know if I saw it or not. I mean, $27 million, so. Probably will move forward with it. Plus, Universal spent four hundred million dollars on the rights, so they're they're making something. Jesus Christ. They're moving so, forward. Yeah. The next movie is The Exorcist Deceiver, coming out in twenty twenty five. Like we talked about, this is supposed to be a trilogy here. What do you guys want to see out of that to make that a much more successful film? I'm assuming Ellen Bernstein not coming back. <laughs> what? Yeah, I would say that's probably a good thing to not bring her back because of yeah. the eyes thing. Not to mention that'd be weird. What is she like a seer or some shit? But like also 178 years old. So at this point, she may not survive to the next film. Who knows? Though you know. I mean, well, what if she one of the next her, though? They shot her scenes first. By the way, did you know that? What a surprise! Specifically yeah. because of her age and also because COVID mm-hmm. was running rampant. They're like just in case. Yeah. I want to see more of the 19. (laughs) Maybe more of Reagan if they could bring her back because it was kind of cool to have that. Yeah, sorry, Reagan does show up at the end. Uh, I don't think she's acted in a while. I could tell. I think her last film, if uh, from what James has told me, is Repossessed. Repossessed? It might be. I think she retired. I heard. uh, Yeah, she she actually had a hard time finding roles because they didn't approve of what she did in the in the in the actual movie, the the previous movie. So, actually, her parents got like like yelled at and like they were like, "How did you let your kid do this?" So even their parents were like shunned for a little while to like not do anything. Uh, I thought it was because they saw the extras like too, and they were like, "I wanted to kill myself after that because that movie's fucking <laughs> terrible." But. Yeah, she's done. She's done a bunch of bit. Oh, parts she's done a little, I'm looking. Yeah, she's done a couple little things. You wouldn't never know it's her though from the look of this. No. Like, okay, well, 
Dude, if it was repossessed, Nabil, I would have lost it right now. <laughs> I would have been like, sounds about right. See, this is why I thought she was the fucking person, dude. So, uh, what about you, Mark? What do you th- what do you think it needs? Again, just uh, Reagan to come back, I guess. And if they're gonna make this a, a legacy sequel, yeah, sorry, then you, you kind of need a legacy character to be there. So it would only make sense to have her there. But make it make sense. Like have it. Like interwoven into the actual script. Don't try to force feed this shit at the very end when it doesn't matter. Makes sense. And just yeah, now now that the connection is all out of the box and everything, and we know that these are going to be legacy sequels. I mean, if we didn't know that to begin with, and surprise, then it's focus more on that story and smooth it out more. Like, you know, oh my God, that's Rocky. <laughs> right mm-hmm. but it, 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 have these characters make sense use them you know if you're gonna have them come back from you know the originals then have them make an impact have them be resourceful don't just have them there just a name drop and say goodbye and that's yeah. it don't fucking blind them you know <laughs> right after introducing them and then you know have them talk to someone in an empty hospital room yeah so no it makes sense, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. um Mikey, do and you also, know any, any thoughts on that, though? Lastly, real quick, is just keep the stakes high, like this one did. Yeah, I agree. Too. Uh, I think they should do that with all these movies, to tell you the truth. But yeah, the um, stakes being both. high is definitely you know something I would recommend you know doing. It, it feels it makes it more impact, right? In, in as far as the movie goes. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we kind of mentioned it earlier, just talking about the both films. Actually, is like we need we need the like a little bit more of the faith side of things here. Uh, I mean, it's a it's an exorcism, right? You kind of yeah. have to have the faith part of it as well to be an exorcism. So I think playing that role and kind of going a little bit deeper into that would probably make things a little better. Yeah, I would agree. I would bring in the church more for sure, um, especially considering now, you know, from the original film, it's the two priests that died. Now this one, another priest has died. Like, I think there should be a bit more involvement with them. That would make it a little bit more interesting. Maybe have um, it be that Angela, the demon, didn't really fully escape or something like that, and you know, like she'll get repossessed. I don't know some shit like that. But I also think that there should be in the first film there was like a, this detective or somebody. He was just kind of trying to solve the murder that the uh, he's in the third Reagan movie. Had was he in the third film too? He's um, the main character in the third movie. I think that he, you know, not him specifically, but like. Like some movies. kind of like police thing would be an interesting thing, considering that there's two deaths. Like that would be a nice little added benefit of just investigating the murder and then realizing that there's more, more to be seen, you know, with the extra. I think that'd be cool. Stuff. I think that'd, that'd actually work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kin- you're talking about Kinderman, the. Is that detective originally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, that's why I was like, I had to jump in. I was like, don't, maybe he's alive. Don't, there's no way he can be alive. Nice, no, probably alive. Uh, Exorcist 3, though, if they made that canon, like, I'm telling you guys, that, that movie is like definitely we watched. The, the actor I was thinking of was George C. Scott. He's in that movie. So, um, most famous, I think, for playing Patton. So, well, they were focusing on, and you, you've, uh, you've probably seen the other ones. I haven't seen them in a while, but I, it wasn't like Father Marin. He was like, they were focusing on his past before. Like, he was supposed to be like a central figure in those sequels. If I'm not mistaken, um, I've only seen the original one a lot of times. I've seen the third one. I think most he was in, and then the second. I think one, it was like the beginning season. and the B- Dominion. He was like a central figure in those. Father Marin. They did a lot of like. I think so. I think stuff. that whole like um, speaking of sequels, like most aren't good, right? Apparently, apparently the show right. was amazing though, but got canceled. And that actually was 
a legacy show in a way because it actually connected to the Jeez. original movie yeah. after too. Yeah. So you know, like it, it takes place after the the first movie. I didn't sequels. even know they had a show. I don't know. I think right. Sorry. So yeah, sequel wise, it's like yeah, it's I, I'm not sure. I, I think because so, that first like the the scene in the beginning of the Exorcist where he discovers like the the item, right? I think that's really what Dominion's about, right? Yeah. It, it just it just goes into that that part of the movie, like oh, right. this is where he was like he found shit and it got weird, right? Oh, what happened to him afterwards? Because he kind of brings the spirit to essentially to America. All right, so that is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening, Marco. Tell them how they can reach us. Listen and follow us on your favorite podcast service. Trust us, we're on all of them. For a quick link to all our socials, visit linktree slash moviepalspod. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moviepalspod. Thank you and make sure you smash that subscribe button so you never miss this exorcist or the next one. Make sure to also stay tuned for our next episode. Episode number 161, where we will be reviewing Killers of the Flower Moon, as well as announcing our new special segment. Thank you, Nabil. Until next time, this is James, Marco, Nabil, and Mikey. Have a great one.